It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Ah, top of the week to everybody. It is KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Panache, Boyle, Ravaputi, the best in personal injury for a long time in SoCal. Year number five here in the Vegas Valley, the best in personal injury. You may not need them now, but you may need them in the future, so it's always good to have that number. Jot it down. You got the 702 area code for Vegas, 830 Over $5 billion for their clients in verdicts and settlements the last five years. Doesn't get much better than that. Couple hashtags there. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. Brian Panish, senior partner. Panache, Boyle, and Ravaputi. PSBR Law, right here in Vegas, year number five. KT, great show in store for you, and uh, you know, great job by Thomas and Jason and Mark Hoke on Friday, filling in admirably. Why KT was taking in a little rock and roll. And when I got the news that Antonio Pierce was the head honcho, I know Thomas Viola wasn't happy, but who cares? TV's a freaking Jets fan. Do we really care? I'm telling you, they made the right hire. Look, worst case scenario, it didn't work out, but you gotta trust in this guy. You gotta give him a shot the way that he elevated the play. Five and four in his nine game tenure. We'll get to that. Hondo Carpenter, Sports Illustrated's finest, and of course, does a great Raider podcast. Actually, does a couple. Hondo will join me at 625, and then Adam Rank, NFL Network. Got lots to go over, of course, with the NFL playoffs. Wild weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and, uh, well, we got our. Semi-final, Matt, well, we got the uh, the four teams, I should say, not semifinals. These are finals and conferences now. And Detroit making it, boy, did they scare me, man. But I'm just happy for my buddy Chris Wynn, big Lions fan, long, long time. And for them to get to the championship game after only one win, playoff win in a long, long time in the modern-day era. Back in 1957 is the last time they won multiple games as far as postseason. But the Lions looking tough. And they're going to go out to Santa Clara, take on those Niners who are very, very lucky. Very fortunate. I know without Debo Samuel. Look, they're definitely not the same team without Debo Samuel. But they found a way to get it done. Purdy and the guys got it done. Green Bay kind of messed up a little bit there. But the Packers, I'll tell you what, there's a bright future there in Green Bay with uh, Jordan Love and company. It's a young team, youngest team in the postseason out of the 14 teams. So they gave it a good go. And then uh, Ravens woke up second half. Saturday, that was the opener. And then the late game on Sunday, boy, I'll tell you what, you just feel for Buffalo Bills fans. That's all I could say. I mean, they're great fans. They're passionate, but they just, they have the worst luck ever, man. I mean, they just do. It is what it is. KC found a way to win it. Look, in Buffalo, thought they got a reprieve there with the uh, Mecole Hardman touchback as the ball rolls through. And uh, thought they may parlay that into some luck on their side, but not to be. And uh, good buddies, Noah Parker and several others go down. My buddy Jerry Parr. I mean, so many passionate Buffalo Bills fans suffering again another long off season. But we got a great show in store for you, so let's get it rolling. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, let's go right to the, uh, let's just go to local. Let's go local first. Even though it's number one, we're going to just kind of up ramp to number five being the biggest tonight 
But the UNLV Lady Rebs, my goodness, shocker or what? I mean, I'm shocked. I mean, ladies were going for 30 in a row inside the Mountain West under Lindy LaRock. Yes, she has spoiled us. And somehow, someway, New Mexico, the Lady Lobos came up with a win on Saturday, 69-66. They busted that 29-game Lady Rebels Mountain West Conference winning streak. The Ann Cumber 6-3 pointer, this one with four seconds to go in regulation. That was the difference between UNLV Lady Rebs going to overtime or losing that game. They lose it 69-66. Let it at halftime, 36-30, but were outscored 39-30 in the second half. And they, as I say, suffer that first Mountain West Conference loss in 30 games. They are 15-2 overall. They do fall out of the top 25 nationally. They are still tied atop the Mountain West with Wyoming. They have a game Wednesday in Boise against Boise State, the Lady Broncos. Come back Saturday, Cox Pavilion. They'll take on UNR, uh, the Lady Wolfpack. And then next Wednesday, they are tied right now currently with the Lady Cowboys over there from Wyoming. And they will play the gals from Laramie next Wednesday at Cox Pavilion. So Lady Rebs, look, great run. Nothing to hang your heads about, gals. Just back on the horse and let's get rolling. Get another streak going, and uh, head coach Lindy LaRock, what a run that was. Still 15-2. and two. Season is young, and I think the gals are going to do pretty well. Meanwhile, the men, big game tomorrow. Right there, Thomas and Mack. It's a coaches versus cancer game against Air Force. And my goodness, the men, are you kidding me? Two and three in the Mountain West. They could easily be four and one. I mean, only loss really legit was to San Diego, San Diego State because they started out lousy in that first half there. But other than that, they played nip and tuck, and they lose a heartbreaker in Fort Collins, led the game by seven at halftime on Friday night, and lose it by three, 78-75. So Kevin Kruger and the guys will get it rolling tomorrow. First 1,500 fans there at Thomas and Mac. Get those free big red pom-poms, $2 beers throughout half. The first half, got to be 21 and older, of course. Get on down there, support this Rebs team. They are a lot of fun to watch, and I'm telling you, they are still dangerous, very dangerous in this Mountain West. Number two. All right, let's go right locally on the ice. VGK, baby. I mean, big win on Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a team that was really struggling, right? All of a sudden, three straight wins. They've won four out of five. Started that five games ago with a 2-1 win against Boston. Then lost a tough one to Calgary. Was right there for the taking, 3-1 at home at the Fortress. Bounced back, beat Nashville 4-1, pounded the Rangers 5-1, and then beat Pittsburgh on Saturday. By a score of 3-2. to two. So 4-5 out of five for the VGK, Vegas Golden Knights. And they are in action right now. They are in the Garden State. That's right, taking on the Jersey Devils. So uh, all the way across the country. And right now it is 5-4. After two periods, the Devils are on top. High scoring game. You have the over in this one. You're sitting fat. Marchessault's got a couple. He's got 22 on the year now. Nicholas Waugh has uh, his eighth as uh, Chandler Stevenson also got his eighth. And uh, they are up 5-4 on the Devils. We'll keep an eye on that game throughout the evening. But VGK has got it going on. Winners of 4-5 are going to try and make it 5-6 out of six if they can get it done tonight. Number three. All right, let's go right to a little NFL action. We'll update these two games coming up on Sunday. KC in Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium, 45 degrees, 12 miles per hour right now is what is predicted. Wind-wise, rain 61% throughout the game so could be a little messy and we saw it messy over there in the uh, Santa Clara area there for that Niners game and Brock Purdy had a little bit of trouble there and that's why the Packers actually had a real good chance to win that game but just came up three points short but there you got it 61% chance of rain we'll keep an eye on that win because that could sometime, uh, sometimes play havoc as far as the total so right now last that we saw the Ravens were up to three and a half everywhere here in town 
And that's what it is. Now, it's low juice, or you may even be paying even money. If you're laying the three and a half with the Ravens, you're not laying any juice at all. If you're taking the Chiefs plus the three and a half, then you're going to lay a little bit more VIG, minus 120 to win 100. Meanwhile, the late game, Lions and Niners. Now, the Lions in a little bit of trouble. Their guard, Jonah Jackson, he is out for sure. But they did sign Zach Ertz, believe it or not, who was let go by the Cardinals. The ex-Philadelphia Eagle, of course, that'll make Mark Okla real happy. Now he can contribute to a potential Super Bowl there for Chris Wynn's Detroit Lions, right? Ertz going to be signed to that practice squad, and then they'll elevate him. He'll learn, you know, he's a veteran. He'll pick it up, and uh, basically if he can get out there for a couple plays, I mean, what the heck? The guy could pick up a free ring. Doesn't get much better than that. Now, big question mark for the Niners. Right now listed at 50% Debo Samuel. And we know Brock Purdy plays much better when Samuel's in the lineup. Again, they struggled, found a way to get that late drive and get the W, but they really need Debo Samuel. Now, they did find out no fracture as far as the shoulder goes. Will he be ready to go? They list him at 50%. I'm saying they're sandbagging. I'm saying it's 70% Debo Samuel goes on Sunday. Hardly any rain. 4% chance there in Santa Clara. 68 degrees, 6-mile-an-hour winds right now currently. Should be epic for scoring points. Detroit and San Fran on Sunday, the late game. Number four. All right, so we'll stay in the NFL. Jim Harbaugh, second interview with Atlanta and the Chargers coming up. So I'm... Again, all in. I push all my chips in. Hoekster over there, he's uh, running the show, but he's a poker guy. He's a Texas Hold'em guy, and uh, KT's pushing all his chips in that Harbaugh would be the Chargers head coach. Like, how can you not take with Justin Herbert, right? I mean, Des Ritter, Justin Herbert. Des Ritter, Justin, I don't know. No-brainer to me, but I said no-brainer as far as the Raiders, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Meanwhile, Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan That deal just about finalized. He's going to be the new head honcho for the Tennessee Titans and Carolina's Panthers. Well, they've got a new GM, it looks like, and president of football operations, former linebacker Dan Morgan. Number five. And number five, save the best for last. That's right. The old Raiders, baby, the silver and black. They did what KT wanted them to do. Hondo Carpenter is going to join me in just a few minutes. He wanted the same thing. The Violator, Captain Jack Rackham, Raider Homer, Phil Villapiano, all the silver and black that I know, they all wanted Antonio Pierce. Now there's a couple that are naysayers, and he doesn't have the experience. And KT, how can you go with this guy? So what if he's 5-4 and four with his little rah-rah BS? No. This is a guy that coached over at... Long Beach Poly, right? Four years. Excellent high school over there in SoCal. But this guy's a dynamite player. And he's somebody he didn't even get a shake in college, really. I mean, a little bit there at Arizona. Played for the Wildcats. But then finished up at a JC. Are you kidding me? And then somehow gets onto that Washington. Well, they were the Redskins at the time. So that's where he was. He was on the skins. And then after that gets a shot with the New York football Giants. And he ends up winning a Super Bowl there. This guy is one of the hardest workers playing and elevated himself coaching-wise over there Arizona State and then gets a shot over here with the Raiders. Look, he's the only one that stood up to this so-called Patriot way. It just didn't work out. I mean, they gave it a go, Ziegler. Victim of circumstance. Why? Because he was part of the package deal with, you know, McDaniels. McDaniels flat out is a solid coordinator. I guess 
I mean, I think he is. Don't know. Has he ever won anything without Brady? Eh, not really. We'll find out. He may be back in New England for Gerard Mayo, but we'll find that out. Meanwhile, Pierce steps up and says, look, Patriot Way is not working. How does he know that? Because he was on the New York Football Giants when they beat the Patriot Way when they were 18-0. So he knows that it's not a slam dunk, that it's going to work. He stood up, got the uh, option there to be the interim coach, took that on, did a great job, 5-4, and four, and now he gets that job. He is the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Hard to say Las Vegas Raiders. I just Raiders, Raider Nation, but I live here in Vegas, so... They are the Las Vegas Raiders, and they've uh, become the silver and black state. We'll see if it elevates to uh, postseason potential next year. I think it will. Five and four in the nine games. I think the Raiders are going to be pretty darn good. I think you're going to see offseason players flocking here. We'll see what happens in the draft, and we'll see. There could be a quarterback change. We don't know. We don't know good. You know, O'Connell's pretty good, but he's a youngster. We'll talk to Hondo Carpenter about all of that, and uh, that is a look at your starting five. As I said, Hondo's going to join me in about seven minutes from now, and then hour number two, I have Adam Rank from the NFL Network. Let me quickly just, uh, not a lot of games going as far as on the scoreboard, as far as on the college hardwood. Uh, 85-64, I did like North Carolina in that game as it closed at eight over at the Westgate Superbook. And look, they were down one at the half. We're playing sluggish ball, but uh, really put it together early second half and opened it up at the end. They won it by 21 big ones over the Demon Deacons, 85-64. Game stays under the total, but a nice cover by Carolina with a big second half. Right now, underway the other four games on the uh, hardwood. That's it, limited schedule. As I said, D1, it is uh, Hofstra 15-6 to leading Stony Brook. On the road, Montana State 20-11 to out of the gate, halfway through the first half up there in Bozeman against the uh, Idaho State Bengals, and then 14-7 Montana doubling up on Weber State out of the gate, 11-25 to go in Missoula, and Kansas 17-7. They lead coming off a loss to West Virginia on the road Saturday. They're at home in Lawrence against Cincinnati. They're a little bit banged up and shorthanded, favored by 7.5, but up by 10, 17-7, 14 minutes to go in that first half. Meanwhile, NBA Hardwood. Bucks lead the Pistons 112-111, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, Motor City. Philly's up 126-111. to Big story there, and uh, the Hoaxer could probably check it out, but Joel Embiid had 54 points. That was in the third quarter, so I don't know how many he's got now, but it's 126-111, four minutes to go. Right now it is Sixers. Uh, they were closing as a 13.5-point favorite. They're up by 15, so we'll see if they get the cover there. Game has already hit the total of 237.5. They're actually at 237, so literally you need one point in four minutes to go over that total. Cavs blowing out Orlando on the road, minute 55 to go fourth quarter. They're up 126-95. to 95. Grizz on the road, north of the border, leading Toronto after 385-71. T-Wolves at home, playing outstanding ball, 69-64. Only a five-point lead over the Hornets. They're laying 14 in that one, and the total... Uh, well, right now you're only at halftime, so you're sitting okay either way on the total and the side if you have Minnesota. Celtics 49-39. They lead at Dallas, minus 2.5. The Celtics with 5.25 to go. Second quarter, Big D, 2.40.5. Your total on the Bulls and Suns, 17-13 Chicago. Six minutes to go in Phoenix. That is a first quarter score. And the Hawks and Kings, only game that has not tipped off. Sacramento at home, minus 8.5. Total, 2.39. Real quick, we go to the ice. Winnipeg and Boston, 7.25 to go in Beantown, 2-1. Bruins lead it, and uh, we'll keep an eye there. Meanwhile, Jersey has tied the Vegas Golden Knights midway through that third period, now tied at five. Crazy game in the Garden State. Total was six, already sitting at ten. That'll help your grand salami because Boston-Winnipeg taking that down a notch. Meanwhile, Florida and Nashville, no score in this one, so that'll help your under again. 10.50 to go in the second period there in Nashville, and not a goal yet. Meanwhile, midway through the first period, 
in Tempe, Arizona. It is one nothing. The Coyotes leading those Pittsburgh Penguins with 11.55 actually to go in the first period. Two games yet to drop the puck. They'll do it in a little bit. Chicago and Vancouver and British Columbia. How about the Canucks? First place Canucks minus 450. Total of six. San Jose in L.A. to take on the Kings. Kings minus 380. Six-year total. Boy, I'll tell you. Little uh, money line parlay on the Blackhawks and the Sharks. That comes in. You won't be uh, listening to the show. You'll be in the Caribbean. Good stuff. SportsX Radio, Mark Hoke running the show. And the Mark Hoke Show, do not forget, is Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Jose Vellante joins him, does a stand-up job. And then, of course, uh, the archives for KT up there at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson 87. Pinned to both of those addresses right there on X. Or, like the Mark Hoke Show, like SportsX Radio, you can just use that Odyssey Rewind feature. It is outstanding. Again, it is a free worldwide app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now if you have not. Take a break. Come back live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios. We talk with Hondo Carpenter. Can't wait to get his take. The Silver and Black has a new head man. He is Antonio Pierce. We'll talk about it when we come back. Yeah, baby, a little food fighters. Mark Hoke spinning the hits here on a Monday, top of the week to everybody. It is a big show Monday. KT rocking and rolling here at PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Fired up after watching some great football over the weekend, but really Friday night. You know, uh, something about a little rock and roll brings me back to the roots, you know, growing up in the East Coast in Jersey and stuff. And I love my alternative rock and roll from the West Coast, but, uh, you know, watching my brother-in-law play guitar the way he does he's gifted that way and of course Ozzy's lead guitar player for 25 years and does a tribute to uh, old Black Sabbath and stuff so it's called Zach Sabbath Z-A-K-K and took in the show in Tucson with some good friends and my wife and uh, just some good stuff and our youngest daughter her first rock and roll concert so some good stuff uh, but before the show went down got that text and uh, as we're getting ready to drive and finish the drive into Tucson all of a sudden comes over, Raiders, make it official, Antonio Pierce. And I'm just like, yes. I'm just like screaming, like, yes. And then my wife's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, no, 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 nothing's wrong. I said, AP got the job. And she's like, she's been following. So she knew how much I wanted that. And uh, I feel that uh, he deserves a job. So nobody else felt stronger about that than Hondo Carpenter, who covers the Raiders as well as anybody for a long time. And, of course, incredible sports writer. For Sports Illustrated for a long time, he's a veteran and uh, does an incredible podcast, actually does two, one with his son Dexter, and just loves what he does. He's gifted, and uh, he gives insight like the best of them, and so we're fortunate. Whenever we can grab this guy, doesn't matter when, where, we will grab him because to get his insight is second to none. Hondo Carpenter, it is great to have you. Top of the week and great news for us. Hey, buddy, thanks for having me on. It's always a privilege, and uh, yeah, it's a wonderful week. It's good news. Um, I hope the Raiders don't screw this up and st- let AP start behind the eight ball with their general manager decision. But uh, certainly we're all waiting like Catholics for a puff of smoke to come out of the Vatican that a Pope has been elected. Now we're waiting for some silver and black smoke to let Mark Davis announce that Champ Kelly's the new general manager. There you go. That's right. Because a lot of us thought that was going to be that uh, package deal, but, you know, separate deal so far. But AP 
gets the gig. You're feeling, because we're in Vegas, so over under the Champ Kelly gets the job. I'd say 55%. I mean, I still think he's going to get it, but I years ago when I – this is my fifth year now covering the Raiders. And when I first came, was on my way, actually, I hadn't even come out yet. A former uh, Raider told me, he said, one thing you need to know about the Raiders is they never do things the easy way. They always make it difficult. They always seem to find drama and everything. And since I've been here, a lot of that is true. Um, Again, AP would have been the fifth coach in five years. Instead, it's going to be four. Um, if you look, at, there's always something that seems to be happening around the Raiders. Mark Davis talked about wanting to hire GM first, but he didn't. He goes and hires the coach first. Now, I think he should have ended up at that coach. But this this franchise, had, in 35 years, the only thing it stood for is a, is a commitment to mediocrity, not a commitment to excellence. The last two coaches, John Gruden picked his uh, general manager and Mike Mayock, who worked for him, and Josh McDaniels picked his general manager and Dave Ziegler. And I've already reported how Dave worked for him, and, th- and that's not a way that's healthy. Now, the Raiders this time are going to do it the right way. The general manager is going to be in charge. But if you go out and hire your coach first, then you're telling a general manager who's going to have a philosophy of how he wants the team to go, you're stuck with my guy. So you literally, unless you pick Champ, who picked AP originally, if you don't do that with Champ, then you put the AP behind the eight ball completely because he's not going to be the guy that the other general manager wanted. Now, some people on social media have said, Mark Davis went to all the candidates and made sure everybody agreed on AP. Totally not true. That's not truthful. It didn't happen that way at all. Um, and so I think the Raiders, I think the only choice and the right choice have been AP and champ all along. And if they do anything other than that, and it's certainly not a hundred percent that they're going to name champ tomorrow, but if they do anything other than that, it's just a colossal mistake on how they handled it. And another bungling of a issue by the Raiders. Hondo Carpenter, our guest, Hondo, I was, uh, you know, following like everybody. <clears throat> and as far as, uh, potential, Add-ons as far as the coaching staff. Uh, I did see Marvin Lewis, who, uh, of course, has a head coaching background in the NFL, and AP and uh, Marvin Lewis connected over there at ASU, and they've known each other for years. Uh, Is that an addition that's going to go down as far as you're uh, being informed? Yeah, that that is going to happen. He's going to join the staff. Um, You know, when you start looking, he's going to need an offensive coordinator, um, he's looking at a few guys. One guy, Zach Robinson, who is the passing game con- coordinator in the, the Rams. Love that guy. I think that's a great hire. Cliff Kingsbury is an interesting selection. Um, obviously, you may remember him from college. You may remember him from Arizona. I find him to be interesting. I, I don't think that's a good fit. Um, I know what AP likes to do, which is a physical offense, a poundly offense, a beating you up offense, a very well-disciplined offense. That is not what Cliff Kingsbury specializes in. So I think that's a that's a big concern about him. I, I so it's going to be interesting. You know, you're hearing lots of names. Now people need to also understand sometimes agents. And this is where, as a media guy, it's really important you listen to people who have been doing it a long time because sometimes agents 
will slip a name out there, hey, to a media guy, my guy's going to get interviewed at the Raiders. You may want to break that story who has no chance of getting interviewed. So I think it's important of really listening to and being careful where you get information. I'm not in any way saying I'm the only one. There's lots of good ones. But just be careful because, you know, if you if you look at certain guys, they've got to fit. Now, here's an example. Ken, I'll give it to you this way. Okay. When when you when you pick your gen, your coach before your general manager, well, your general that's like saying, okay, I'm going to hire this cook who specializes in Chinese food, and then I'm going to go hire somebody to run my restaurant who's uh, who runs Italian restaurants. So you set the cook up to fail because he's going to be told to cook Italian food, but I'm a but I'm a Chinese chef. And same situation, if you bring in a general manager who doesn't agree with um, AP, then he's going to be picking guys that fit the system he wants because he figures when I fire this guy, I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of players that don't fit the system that I want to do. It's just a very difficult and it's a a drama-inducing place. Listen, I felt like Kelly and... Pierce were the two no-brain choices. But if you're Mark Davis and you're not convinced about that, then you you needed to have waited to pick your general manager to let him pick your coach. I think this is a very tenuous time. I still think Champ gets it, but this is a very tenuous time for the Raiders. Wow. That is an interesting and uh, great perspective, but that's what we expect when we get Hondo Carpenter on. Does an outstanding job, great research, always in-depth and uh, – we are fortunate again to have him here, SportsX Radio, on this big show Monday. And we look at that Raider roster. We know there's going to be moves that will be made, but you talk about offensive coordinator. And we thought that uh, there would be you know, something that would go down as well uh, once AP did get the job. But, again, got to wait for your GM and be on the same page. So it's, uh, yeah, I know, kind of the, the cart before the horse type deal or whatnot. And, uh, you know, either way, as long uh, as AP's in there, I, I feel good. But I get it uh, if he's, you know, in sync there with Champ Kelly. That's that's big time for those two guys to remain together. You know, let me, if you don't mind, I'd like to make one other quick point. If you don't, I think it would be relevant to you and your audience. Okay. Imagine, imagine if your producer, I mean, imagine a radio station hires you and says, okay, Ken, you're going to be our sports host. And then they go get a program director and and they tell them we want classical music. It just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And, and so here's the problem. I don't believe there's any doubt that AP is the man for the job. I, I, so I want to make that clear. He's the guy I wanted. He's the guy that the players wanted everyone in the organization. That's why I wanted him. But here's the issue. I was talking to a president, an NFL team president today who said to me, what are they doing? They have to go get um, champ now because there's no way they're bringing in another general manager having picked the coach, are they? And I responded, no. And they go, is this another situation where AP is going to be in charge? He's a young coach. And I said, no. And they're like, what are they doing? And then they ended by saying typical Raiders. And so you set AP up to fail. Why do that? So if it's not Kelly, I'm going to be extremely critical about how this whole situation was handled. And if it is Kelly, 
still going to be critical just of how it's handled. Think about this one. And again, there's a lot of great candidates. Ed Dodds from the Indianapolis Colts. He's been in the in the league a, a long time. He's been seven years with the Indianapolis Colts. He's very respected. Never been a GM in the chair, but he's been a you know, but he's very much a good one, good potential guy. So if you bring him in, okay, now you're wasting all this time where he's going to have to bring his staff in. He has to hire scouts and everyone else for the upcoming draft in the combine who fit his style, who know what he wants. All this time you're wasting, you put him behind the eight ball. Then there's the former general manager of the Chargers that gets fired, who hired the worst coach in the NFL. And oh, by the way, the Chargers are in $40 million of salary cap hell. And you're trying to tell me it's down to those three? And you've waited this long? Kelly's the only reasonable one, and it shouldn't have gotten this long. And that's why even around the league, people are like, well, that's the Raiders. That's the way they do things. And when your team is crying out for stability, when your team is hollering out for stability, and it just seems like you're creating drama, it just seems to me, again, the Raiders – Sometimes they just seem to be a circular firing squad. Boy, that is tough. I mean, I was so fired up. I didn't even really pay attention, and I I really didn't think about it because I was getting all ready to go out, and I was so happy that the headline comes across with AP. But then, as uh, as you put it, yes, there was still work to be done with Champ Kelly You know, being part of that package deal is what should have happened, right? It should have been announced together or Kelly first and then AP but not AP and then wait, 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 and then Champ Kelly or maybe not Champ Kelly. Right, and again, and, and, and here's the whole thing. It, everything should be done decently and in order, and you set a precedent. Your owner has admitted, I don't know football like my dad. I'm not a football guy. He's admitted that. So then you go hire your football guy. I mean, they have a committee looking at, Who's picking a coach? That should have been the general manager's job. A camel is a goldfish designed by a committee. And so now you have a committee who's trying to pick a general manager. And, you know, it's divided. You know, some want Dodds. Some want, you know, Champ Kelly. Then then why are they out interviewing the, the former charger? I mean, at some point, you go hire your general manager Quit trying to run your organization, you know, by let's all let's get everybody involved and everybody has an opinion. There's a reason in America that one third of our government is a president, whether you like him or not, because somebody's got to have final authority. Somebody has to be in charge. And if you're an owner that admits it, then go hire your general manager and let them do their job. Can't disagree with that. He is Hondo Carpenter, Sports Illustrated, and, of course, does a uh, daily podcast. Actually, does two, one with his son, Dexter, but does two podcasts. Hondo, a little uh, a little information on the podcast so the people can listen, and we'll take a break, come back, because I have some other questions for you as far as the, uh, the whole ordeal here, and then I want to get your take on the playoff games coming up this Sunday. Sure. Thank you, my friend. First of all, we offer on YouTube every day if, if you want to watch the video. It's the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast with Hondo Carpenter. If you don't want to look at me, and I don't blame you, that's why I shower with the lights off, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Apple, 
and check out our same exact podcast, audio only. And then also audio only, I do another one every day. It's five to 10 minutes called Riding with Hondo and Dexter. And what this usually is, is when I'm in my truck with my with my son, Dexter, who's 18 months old, a lot of times he'll chime in and talk with me. Obviously, it's jibber-jabber, but it makes more sense than I hear some politicians when they talk. <laughs> but um, on the Riding with Dexter, usually sometimes I'll get a call from an agent or I'll get a call from a coach or a player or I get a little bit of a tidbit of information. It's just a real quick five-minute um it's just a real quick five-minute podcast that I do, just giving fans just a quick tidbit that I don't get to cover on the podcast, and people seem to really enjoy it. Good stuff. <clears throat> well, I do know that uh, Dexter is probably wondering what the heck's going on, why Champ Kelly hasn't been named GM as well. So I'm sure that's part. I'm sure that's part of the the 90 seconds that's coming up sometime this week if it doesn't go down rather quickly. He is Hondo Carpenter, and we will keep him for another segment here as we wrap up our number one. When we come back, SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK, Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. It is free. It is worldwide, and it is the best. And if you miss any part of the show, they've got a great rewind feature. You can go back, and boom, right after the show's over, click on that search, SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. You'll find it, and you can listen to the show in its entirety, or follow at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio on X, and you can listen back again 40 minutes, 45 minutes after the broadcast. The archives will be pinned at both of those handles. We are live from Vegas. We're coming right back. Keep it right here. You're listening to SportsX Radio. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky. I'm telling you, you're a Raider fan. You know it's tricky because you never know what's going down. That's why we have Hondo Carpenter giving us some insight here to the silver and black state right here in Nevada. Live Vegas, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK. Dawn, it's tricky. Little run DMC. Mark Hoke spinning the hits on this big Monday and uh, lots going on. Djokovic and Taylor Fritz coming up in a little bit from Australia, the Australian Open. Get to that a little bit later. And, of course, uh, VGK was in action. Had a 5-4 lead going to the third. Devils tied it with the only goal in that third period. And then New Jersey wins it in overtime. 6-5 to five, the final. Devils get uh, get two points and the uh, Golden Knights get one. And uh, VGK not happy blowing that one-goal lead going to the third. But, you know, a point on the road is better than nothing at all. So they'll take it. And uh, they got a rebound tomorrow. They take on the Islanders. Then on Friday, the Rangers. And then they go to Detroit on Saturday. So a very busy quick road trip there for VGK this week, and uh, hopefully they come out of it unscathed, and uh, we'll see. But they were playing pretty good hockey going into tonight, but a little downer, losing the game in overtime to New Jersey by a score of 6-5. to five. Get you some other scores, but I will let you know that Joel Embiid had 70 big ones tonight, 70 points. They beat uh, Wembenyama in San Antonio. Wembenyama at 33, but 70 big ones for uh, Philly. They win at 133-123. Don't cover. They were laying 13.5, but they do get the win in a big night for the big guy and looking forward to watching him play in Paris later on in the Olympics this year. So uh, good stuff there for my buddy Mark Hook, big Sixers fan. Let's get back to it with Hondo Carpenter. Hondo, as far as uh, the offense and defense, we start looking at, at names on the roster. Who do you feel for sure is gone? Because somebody told me they'd be shocked if uh, Hunter Renfro wasn't gone. Yeah, if you don't mind real quick, I got a text while we were on commercial, and I've got a little bit of breaking news, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, I, I love even it. Had, I, I haven't even had a chance to write an article about this, but I was just told by a person uh, who uh, 
is is very much aware of what's going on. That um, don't be shocked if Eric Bieniemy, the former Kansas City offensive coordinator and Washington Commanders, if he doesn't get um, a head coaching job, does not get significant uh, get a significant look by the Raiders as well. So Eric Bieniemy is now a name that we're going to throw in there, and I'll be writing an article with much more detail about that tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be shocked if Hunter Renfro's not wearing the black and gold next year playing with Derek Carr in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a guy that, you know, um, really disappeared a lot when Josh McDaniels was here and then um, didn't really do much more after you saw AP take over. Um, so they're going to be probably moving on from him. Um, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer are two guys that I don't expect to be here. Um, Josh Jacobs, you know, it's all going to depend on the general manager. So I know that AP wants him back. And I can also tell you that I believe he will ask for less money to stay here with AP. But the problem is, is they get a general manager in. Who says no? I don't. I don't like paying backs a second contract. I'm not doing that. We're going to stick with Zeus and go hire and either go sign a cheap free agent or, you know, we're going to pick somebody in the draft in the later rounds. I mean, that's another example of potential problems where there can be because the coaches come right out and said, "That's my guy. It's who I want." And and. Josh has been very warm about AP wanting to come back if AP's here. That's just another chance for drama that the Raiders just seem to get themselves into um, time and time again. There you go. And didn't didn't help Jacobs, of course, uh, holding out, uh, trying to get the best deal that he could prior to the season and, of course, getting banged up and missing a bunch of games there down the stretch. And uh, with Zeus stepping in and doing an adequate job, uh, sometimes that just shows, you know, management or somebody coming in, they're going to look and they're going to go, well, you know what? Uh, maybe this guy is expendable. I know he had a great year the year before, but he wasn't part of the team really that much this past year. So maybe we can get by without him. And if he wasn't banged up, we would have never found out how good Zamir White was. Yeah. I, I, there's list. This is why when you look at the potential candidates for GM, it's not saying that their bad guys are not qualified. That's why I said earlier in your show, if you've decided that you want a GM different than Champ Kelly, then you made a colossal mistake hiring Antonio Pierce, and I think he's the right guy for the job because you've got to give your general manager the opportunity to set it up. And so when you don't do that, you automatically create – now, no one's going to come out and say, oh, there's conflict, but we all know how human nature works. I mean, I have employees. And I have one that I inherited who's been with me for five years, and he's great. He's a great writer. But we all know what it's like when you inherit inherit people in a management position. You're you're constantly looking at, okay, is this guy going to get what I want, or am I going to have to replace him? And it just it sometimes I don't understand with the Raiders why they do things that hurt themselves. And that's a that's a legitimately fair question. And, and that's why, you know, when you talk about Josh Jacobs, you know, your coach wants him, your coach believes in him, thinks he's a bell cow, thinks there's still plenty of corn on the cob and more meat on the bone. So you bring in a general manager that says, no, we're, we're going to take a more fiscally um, responsible approach to the, to, the, to the salary cap. 
he doesn't fit. And then instantly there's an issue because your, your coach wants him. Whereas if the GM hires him and says, nope, you're going to cook with the groceries I give you, there is no dissension. There is no trouble. I just think, and, and here's the other one. Josh Jacobs is extremely popular in the locker room. He's not as popular as Max Crosby, but he is one of the top four most popular players on the team. And do you want your, so all of a sudden you hire your new coach, all your players are excited, and then you set your new GM up to fail if he says, no, I don't want him. Then all of a sudden the players start out with an acrimonious relationship. It's just a very difficult situation. My father, when I was young, I had done something super stupid. And my dad looked at me and said, son, I'm going to show you grace because you're a young man becoming a man. You're a boy who feels like he's a man already, and you may be there physically, but you're not there mentally or, or you know, you're still in adolescence. He says, but I'm going to teach you a lesson I want you to learn as a teenager. That's a very difficult lesson if you don't learn it now, is that in life, don't create your own problems. Learn to live life avoiding problems. Doesn't mean you run from a conflict, but learn to make decisions that you think through. And sometimes with the Raiders, you just, and, and again, I think it's a good franchise or good people. This isn't questioning anybody's character or their, 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 the type of people that they are. It's just sometimes I don't think that things get thought through enough so that they can avoid their own drama. That is well put and uh, great advice, of course, from the old man. I wish uh, I listened to half the advice my old man gave me back in the day because I didn't, went through one ear and out the other, and uh, wasn't uh, as fortunate as Hondo Carpenter. KT took the uh, the school of hard knocks and, you know, paid off in the long run, but at the end of the day, it uh, took me a longer route to get there, Hondo Carpenter. I'm glad you had Dad, and I'm glad you listened to Dad and all those words of wisdom. Look, I'm going to try and catch up with you later in the week if it works out, because I know you've got a busy week, but I do want to get into the, the playoff games, but I'll try and hook up with you later in the week so that we have some time to elaborate, because you are a man uh, that puts everything so eloquently, and uh, you do it so well, and I'm very, very fortunate that you join me all the time here at SportsX Radio. I know my audience loves you. I get a lot of text. A lot of emails, and uh, you're, you're just you're outstanding. You're a breath of fresh air, Hondo Carpenter, and I appreciate you stopping by on a Monday to give us some insight to Antonio Pierce. And we'll hope that the Champ Kelly signing goes down uh, by tomorrow. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing about Eric Bieniemy and all these other great things that uh, you write about. And of course, your Daily Raider podcast, Insider Podcast, Hondo Carpenter. You're the best, my man. We will uh, do it again real soon. I appreciate you, but if you don't mind, I want to give a shout out to one of your listeners, Raúl who listens from Argentina. I, I don't know if you have an app or how you do it, but he's a guy from Argentina. He's emailed me almost every time I've been on your show and tells me thanks for coming on, and I promised him the next time I was on with my buddy Ken, I would say hello to our Raul in Argentina. So thank you, bud. There you go, Raul in Argentina. We love having you here as part of SportsX Radio, and uh, more of Hondo Carpenter is always good. Hour number one in the book, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, Don. We come back with hour number two, Adam Rank, NFL Network. Keep it right here, SportsX Radio, coming right back on a big show Monday. Mark Hoke, he's spinning the hits, and he's producing, and we're live from Vegas. We'll be right back.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shade Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT, our number two live PSBR Law Studios. Thanks to Hondo Carpenter. And, again, we'll try and get him later in the week. And, of course, if uh, Champ Kelly does get hired as general manager of the Raiders, I'm sure Hondo will accommodate us as quickly as possible. And uh, congratulations, though, to Antonio Pierce. Really happy that he's got the head coaching job. But I really didn't take all that into it as far as, you know, not thinking that Champ Kelly and AP were pretty much that tandem. I, I guess I took for granted that that was going to go down and has not as of yet. So we will wait and see if owner Mark Davis does make that move in the very near future. And Hondo hopes sooner than later. And uh, we're going to uh, follow that very, very closely, especially here in Vegas. We call it the silver and black state. It is uh, the silver state. And of course, Mark Davis saying that when he first got here, when Carolyn Goodman introduced him, he walked up and said, Together, we're going to turn the silver state into the silver and black state. So hoping that a lot of those fans that come in from other cities or that live here that are transplanted, that root for other teams that come in and play at Allegiant Stadium, hopefully they won't be privy to getting these tickets. Hopefully a lot of the season ticket owners will be uh, able to hold on to them and enjoy these Raider games themselves and uh, not just try to sell them off because the team's struggling. I really think the future is bright with Pierce as head coach, but uh, that tandem looks like it needs to be intact there, according to Hondo Carpenter. And so we'll see if Champ Kelly does indeed get that job. Real quick on the uh, scores, let's run it down. Told you that the Sixers were able to beat the Spurs behind 70 points by Joel Embiid. Uh, 33 for the youngster. Number one overall pick, Victor Wembanyama from France, 133-123. Sixers win that game in a game that flies over the total, but San Antonio actually uh, gets the money if you back the Spurs, plus 13.5, loses by 10, 133-123 the final. Meanwhile, the Bucks and Pistons from the Motor City, uh, Milwaukee wins at 122-113. to That total staying under, right? You see a total of 235. You're like, yeah, I had to go over. No, doesn't even come close. Finishes 13 points under the total. And Milwaukee laying 12.5. They do not cover. Detroit does get the money there. And the final 122 to 113. Cavaliers, no problem on the road to blow out Orlando the way they did. They were two-point road favorites. But Cleveland, my goodness, 27 big ones is what they won by. 126 to 99. Does get over the total of 215. Easy cover for the Cavs on the road. Grizz held on, beat the Raptors north of the border. It was Memphis 108 and Toronto 100. Raptors actually closed a seven-point home favor, and that game stayed well under the total, 226. Meanwhile, the T-Wolves clinging to just a three-point lead against Charlotte, 116-113, 508 to go in Minnesota. And Minnesota, 14-point favorite, and they're one of the top teams as far as covering the spread. OKC the best, but uh, Minnesota right there. And going to have a lot of trouble to cover this one unless they go on a big run. Total 221.5. That game's already gone over the total. Meanwhile, Celtics have really opened it up on the Mavs with 90-74 to with 3.15 to go in the third quarter. Celtics minus 2.5 and, a half and uh, on cruise control right now, but again, still plenty of time to go. 
3.15 left in that third quarter. Bulls at the half, leading the Suns by 17. That's going to cost Chris Wynn some money, man. My boy's on the Suns tonight, minus five at home, 66-49. Bulls lead that game, total 228, sitting right now at 115 at intermission. And the Hawks and Kings are about to tip off. Sacramento minus eight and a half, total 237 and a half. Gave you that one final, only five games as far as uh, the D1 schedule. With North Carolina, 85-64, leading Wake Forest by 21. And they closed as an eight-point favorite. So the Heels, as I told you, down one at halftime, really opened things up and took care of business. Win at 85-64. Game still staying under the 158 total, hitting 149. 85-64, Heels at home in Chapel Hill. Second half, Stony Brook leads Hofstra 37-32. They're plus three and a half on their home court. So leading it by five right now. Still 18-32 to go in the second half. Montana State's opened it up to a 12-point lead now. On Idaho State, lead the Bengals 43-31, minus 5 in that game. Still 17-33 to go in regulation. And Montana, second half just underway from Missoula, 41-30. to They lead Weber State, and uh, they are up 11, laying 2, 143.5 is your total. And the big surprise, the uh, late game there in Lawrence. I told you Kansas was shorthanded, but they had that early 10-point lead, 17-7. But since then, the Bearcats have battled back. It is Cincinnati and Kansas all knotted up at the half, tied at 35 Kansas just a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite because of the uh, injuries uh, they're dealing with out a couple big players in this game. 147 is your total, not even halfway there, 35-35. Do have the uh, the extra games, and there's a few of those games rolling right now, uh, but nothing substantial, although Colgate got a scare from Lehigh, laying 10-and-a-half. They barely win it at home, 60-57, to in a game that stays well under that 145. And uh, Mississippi Valley State, every time I see – yeah, Jerry Rice's alma mater. I'm just like, I got to go against these guys. This team, did they ever win? I mean, it's just unbelievable. And usually they just get buried. But they're playing the Rattlers of Florida A&M. They're actually plus six and a half at home. They're only down four, but second half just underway. So trust me, they'll find a way to not cover that game. And uh, that should just be a go against just, and sometimes you'll see these astronomical spreads. Mississippi Valley State plus 34 and a half. They lose by 37. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, just uh, following that stuff as I follow all the scores, you know, every night just following back and forth. The tough score to follow tonight was the Vegas Golden Knights on the road at Jersey and led the Devils 5-4 after two periods. But in the third period, New Jersey got the only goal, and then Jersey got the only goal in overtime, wins it by a score of 6-5. to Devils closes minus 118. Total was 6, so that game sails over. Boston ended up opening things up against Winnipeg and win it 4-1 to at home. The game's still staying under the total of five and a half. Florida right now doubling up on Nashville. That was a 0-0 game. It's now 2-1 Florida, 16-50 to go in the third period. And Arizona still that one nothing lead over Pittsburgh, but they're only three minutes into the second period. Just underway, Vancouver at home against the Chicago Blackhawks and at the bottom of the air at San Jose in L.A. to play the Kings with the Kings minus 380 with a total of six. So I'll get into some of the overnights. Now, you also have the... Uh, you know, the Australian Open, that's the first of the four majors for tennis. And Novak Djokovic will take on Taylor Fritz. Fritz, the 12th seed there, uh, representing the U.S. of A. Against, of course, Djokovic, the number one seed, who is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz, the number two seed, straight set victory over Kekmanovic. 6-4, uh, 6-4, six, four, six, four, six, love today. And so uh, he moves on. And it's always fun to watch Alcaraz and Djokovic, although I'm going to root for Fritz, the American, maybe to pull the stunner. Tonight, we'll see uh, how far Taylor Fritz's game has come because you think you're good up until you face somebody like Djokovic. Meanwhile, on the ladies' side of things, Coco Goff was actually trailing 
uh, 5-4 Tokashchuk from uh, Ukraine. And uh, Coco Goff now has reestablished the lead. She's the number four seed there and leads at 6-5. to five. And so we'll keep an eye there. So uh, supposed to have Adam Rank. He, uh, he says he's good to go. And uh, that was a while ago. So uh, we'll see if we can't get him for the next segment. But uh, Adam Rank, NFL Network, we'll see if we can get him. If not, I'll just uh, be getting into these playoff games from the weekend. And I'll bring my producer, Mark Hoken. We'll uh, talk about some things. Uh, again, a lot of NFL news coming about. And again, we're hoping the Raiders do hire Champ Kelly as the general manager. But it looks like Jim Harbaugh, it's down to the Falcons and the Chargers. And so, yeah, although you have uh, Herbert as your quarterback there for the Chargers, you listen to Hondo Carpenter, the Chargers are buried salary cap-wise. So it looks good when you have that quarterback. But then you've got to juggle things around. You're going to have to cut bait with uh, you know a bunch of these guys. And, and then you always have these guys like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I mean, guys that just don't stay healthy throughout their careers. So a lot of work to do there in that Chargers organization. Then Atlanta, you know, not sold on Des Ritter being a starting NFL quarterback. Again, uh, you know, his yards per pass are like, what, 6, 5.7. I mean, real safe stuff. I get it. You're trying to, you know, get uh, acclimated to the league, but you got to throw the ball down the field. And Atlanta's got some receivers and a decent run game with Bajon Robinson there, but uh, a lot of work to do there. But maybe Harbaugh has more control there. So it won't shock me if he ends up uh, with the cap money and everything else being what it is over in Atlanta. You know, he may have more flexibility to actually build the roster the way he wants and may have more power from the owner, Arthur Blank, of course, the uh, Home Depot uh, guru there. So we'll wait and see how all this stuff shakes out. Uh, but that is some stuff that's going down. And then it looks like, as I told you, Brian Callahan, Cincinnati Bengals, their offensive coordinator, is just about uh, done as far as uh, paperwork, I guess, and potentially being the new head coach for the Tennessee Titans. So with Vrabel out, looks like they'll uh, go with an offensive-minded guy in Brian Callahan, and we'll see uh, you know, how he fills out his staff if indeed that is the hire. But they said that was nearly done, so that could be – announced sometime tomorrow. Meanwhile, Kostyuk has tied Coco Goff at six apiece there in that first set. And again, women two out of three, the men three out of five. So a very important first set there for the number four seed American Coco Goff. Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio. Remember, if you're demographically between the ages of 40 and 72, you know, real important, uh, if you're coming into the Vegas Valley, a lot of you are coming in uh, for Super Bowl week or, you know, thereof. Maybe you're not going to the actual game, but maybe you want to enjoy the festivities and be in Vegas while the big game's going down. And there's so many parties, and you've got uh, uh, Fieri's got that big 15,000-person tailgate party, the largest tailgate party that's going to be going down. I mean, there's so many great things, and I'll bring you up to date on a lot of this stuff that's going to be going down because I'm getting some really solid information on some good emails. I'm going to be bringing some people on the show, and then we will be down at Radio Row on the 5th, I believe it is, uh, right there here in Las Vegas, of course, being the host. But February 5th, I think that's when we start everything on Radio Row. Uh, the Odyssey's got a whole big layout. I think everything's uh, being worked on right now, so we'll get some final details on all of that good stuff, but we'll look forward to that. But Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce, he's got this year number five now here in the Vegas Valley. So, again, demographically, if you fall age-wise between 40 and 72 years of age, then you've got to take advantage of the scanner. 
It's the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease, lung disease. They've got the software now for uh, to test for pericarditis, myocarditis. And people like, you know, KT, what do you like this? You know, vaccination uh, conspiracy theory? No, it's not. I didn't get vaccinated. I didn't want to. I just didn't think there was enough data on that. And you've seen a lot of sudden death around the world. And ages, because uh, I've done a, a extensive research on this. So it's not just something I'm spewing out on the show because it's, I want to scare everybody that got vaccinated, except my family got vaccinated. But anybody that got the, uh, the mRNA uh, stuff, you know, there's correlation that they're seeing between myocarditis and pericarditis. So why not get your heart checked out? They have an incredible deal over there at the Preventative Diagnostic Center. So you can go there and you can get the heart CT scan and calcium score. It's a $125 deal for a $600 value. Your significant other is absolutely free. So it's basically $62.50 for the two of you to find out how your heart's doing. Do you have any complications? Because you're seeing people drop dead left and right. And I can't always tell you, you know, that it's, you know, complications potentially from the vaccination that is correlated to their uh, sudden death or their, you know, their heart attack or whatever it is. I mean, Warrior's assistant, Dijon Milojevic, right, just died last week. The Warriors just got back to practice today. Milojevic was 46 years of age. They had a huge ceremony for him. He was a big-time coach over there in his uh, native Serbia. And, again, 46 years old. What I do know about the Golden State Warriors team is because California was so hard on the vaccination that they mandated it. Basically, if you wanted to play in games for the Golden State Warriors, the L.A. Lakers or the L.A. Clippers or the Sacramento Kings, you had to be vaccinated. So they more or less, they didn't force you, but it's basically like, here, take it or leave it, right? So it is what it is. Everybody on the staff there for the Warriors was vaccinated. So again, is that the reason? I don't know. A lot of these sudden deaths that are happening, there is never listed a cause of death. And what I will tell you is that, so you understand that I've done thorough research on this for more than three years now that I talked to the American Heart Association. I contacted them because they were pro-vaccine for a long time on their website. And because of the athletes that were dropping dead all around the world, from soccer players, rugby players, marathon runners, I mean, I I got the list. It's absolutely, it's over 6,500. And the ages are between 13 and 50. It's monumental. What they told me was, Ken, we will get you somebody to come on from the American Heart Association because I had up to 45 different doctors that wanted to combat the vaccines. And so American Heart Association said, yes, we will get you a rep. Really nice guy called me several times, said, okay, just waiting. I should be able to get somebody. This was last year, 2023. It started in February. And it went all the way each month until Bronny, LeBron James' son, went down. Now, he's back on the court, and God bless him. I hope everything's good, and I hope there's no correlation. I hope it's just the degenerative uh, heart you know, complications from being a kid. That stuff happens, right? But we don't know, and there's correlations. And they, one of his teammates from USC had 
you know, heart problems the year before. These are kids. I mean, these are the, and a lot of these are athletes that should have the best hearts. These are people that build. What, what do they do all the time? They run. They pure their purify their body. They make sure they don't pollute their body. And it's just overwhelming the amount of stuff that's going down as far as you know all this stuff. So if you have an opportunity to uh, get into the preventive diagnostic center again, I mean, if you're between the ages of 40 and 72. Take advantage of it. It doesn't get any better than that. I have gone. My wife has gone. I've sent so many people there that have checked out not only their heart, but their other organs as well. Dr. John Pearson Company, they are outstanding. He is an unbelievable doctor. He's UNLV Alumni of the Year 2018. Jot the number down, 702 area code 534 534-7900. 534-7900. Again, the comfortable scan takes just a few minutes, and a few days later you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Get your hearts checked out, folks. I'm telling you, if you fall demographically in those in that age group, get in there. You can check out the scanner and have some other FYI questions answered at pdcenterlv.com, pdcenterlv.com. And, uh, you know, that is it. By the way, American Heart Association, after that deal with Bronnie, they said, sorry, we can't get you anybody. So... You know, whatever is what it is. And I just said, look, if you have it on your website that you're pro vaccine, then, you know, with the Pfizer and Moderna, the AstraZeneca, whatever, then can you bring somebody on to debate with these other doctors that I have that say that it's not good, that there's not enough data. And now the data is coming out and there's so many major injuries that are being poo pooed by a lot of the media throughout the country. And throughout the world. So, again, is what it is. Do your own research. I just tell you what I know. There's a reason I couldn't cover the Raider games. 2020, I covered the Raider games. No fans in the stands. 2021, they mandated that the uh, people covering the Raiders had to be vaccinated. They were given vaccines out over there at Allegiant Stadium. I didn't do it. Not because I was anti-vax. I had, you know, like I said, half my family got vaccinated. A lot of them traveling. But, uh I, I didn't get vaccinated. The only reason is there wasn't enough data. There just wasn't a, wasn't enough data there. So, you know, is what it is. I wanted to wait and make sure, you know, that this stuff was ironclad. And uh, it's turned out that it's not been. So be proactive. Check your bodies out. And, uh, you know, again, demographically, if you fall between 40 and 72, shame on you to not go down and spend $125 to find out about your heart. And, again, if you have a significant other, it's going to cost you $62.50 each to get your hearts checked out. It doesn't get any better than that. We are live from Vegas Sportex Radio. I think Adam Rank will join me in a little bit. Uh, we'll keep things rolling. Otherwise, I'm going to get into these NFL playoff games because it was a wild weekend of some great football. And we are all set to go for Sunday. We know it's Baltimore and Kansas City. Probably rain in the, uh, in the forecast there. And winds as high as 13 miles an hour. It looks like perfect weather for Detroit at San Francisco. And again, that game in Santa Clara. Looking forward to that. Live from Vegas, 101.5 FM, K-Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. I am Ken Thompson. Follow at KenThompson87 at SportsX Radio. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Stone. 
Temple Pilots on a big show Monday, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Updating some stuff going on on the ice. Tough night for VGK, losing 6-5 in overtime to Jersey. 2-1 to Florida, 8.35 to go. Third period at Nashville, same 2-1 lead for Arizona. That's only second period in Tempe, 8.25 to go as the uh, Coyotes lead the Pittsburgh Penguins. And quick two goals for first place Vancouver. The Canucks up on top of Chicago, 2-0. 10-20 still to go in the first period in British Columbia. San Jose and the LA Kings will drop that puck in just a little bit. Kings a huge favorite, minus 380, total of six. College Hardwood, Kansas now. Up by three, 42-39, under 16 minutes, second half timeout, leading Cincinnati. And uh, Montana's opened it up on Weber State by 13, 11 minutes to go in Missoula, 52-39. Montana State by 11 over Idaho State, 10-38 to go in Bozeman, 53-42. The Bobcats on top. And Stony Brook leads Hofstra, 51-47, 11-27 to go second half. Gave you the North Carolina 85-64 win at Chapel Hill against Wake Forest. SportsX Radio, Ken Thompson rolling. I'll get you those NBA scores a little bit later, but going to talk some NFL football with uh, one of my good buds, best in the business. I thought he had another offer earlier in the hour because, you know, he's playing uh, hard to get, but uh, we've got him anyway. Uh, Rankster, what's going on there, bud? No, I hear your little. You're you're claiming that you called me a few times. I've been sitting here waiting, thinking that I'm being ghosted by you. And I'm like, oh, what did I do? What did I do to offend you guys? Now I know that I'm listen, not very well liked in Cleveland, but I thought I was still over in Vegas. But it's glad. But I'm glad to be on with you. Hey, you know what? I can only I can only tell you what my producer Mark Hoke was telling me. So you know, if he wasn't you know hitting the numbers when he was supposed yeah. to be. You know, he's no, no, no. an Eagles it's, fan. It's, it's he's disgruntled. California, our, our raining, it's raining in California, which means everything's not working. And like there the satellite's go. been out, so it's been all. It's been a, it's been a thing. But uh, we're go. we're good now. We're here. That's what's important. That's right. That's really what's important. Okay, so some wild games. I mean, really enjoyed the weekend and really solid first half by the Houston Texans. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking. Don't tell me Lamar is not going to get it done this time against Houston. I'm just thinking, like, what the heck? And, of course, big fourth quarter, but had the 17-10 lead after three and just took him a while to get going. But, you know, C.J. Stroud and the guys, they were in there, and their defense was in there, but took a little bit of time. Nico Collins was fun to watch all year for this Houston Texans team. But good to see Lamar basically take that first step and now set it up to play Kansas City, and we'll get to that game. But your take on that game, Ravens and Texans. Yeah, you know what? I was a little apprehensive coming into that game. That was the one of the four of the weekend. I was pretty confident in all of my picks. I actually had taken Houston uh, because I was kind of getting that uh, 2000, there was a 2019 bite where Baltimore just wasn't able to get it done against the Titans who had been rolling, uh, had gotten hot at the right time and then came in there. And, you know, it was one of those things too, like, you know, with a lot of these things, can you know, like sometimes you don't want to go on the game total, you know. You gotta you look at these things, especially teams coming off uh, big buys or you know coming off a couple of weeks where they've rested their starters and everything. It's like, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll just take a first half, you know. Maybe take the dog in the uh, maybe take the dog in the first half and let let that dog breathe. So um, Baltimore was able to get it done, and it gives me a little bit more confidence for them moving forward. But yeah, I was at first. That first 30 minutes, you started to think, oh, is this happening again? Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, I love Lamar and I, I want them to do well, but I'm like, oh, no. Even though I picked the Texans, I didn't want to see that happen in a way. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Then the late game, of course, I've got a wife that's uh, 
uh, Wisconsin gal, and so she loves her Packers, but realized it's a young team, youngest team in the playoffs, team that you know didn't qualify to even make the postseason until they beat the Bears in the finale, but played well down the down the stretch. And she's a big fan of Aaron Jones; she really enjoys, and it's fun to watch that guy when he's a hundred percent. He runs with the best of them, and then Jordan Love looking very polished in the first half, and. You know, Green Bay right there, 7-6. to six, And then Green Bay had a nice third quarter and got that lead. And the key play to me that changed that game was when they did have the seven-point lead. And then instead, they're close to midfield. And instead of, you know, working it, I don't get this pass across the middle. The one that hits Musgrave and it's behind him, he gets his hand out and it ends up being deflected and picked off. But to me, sometimes you got to look at risk and reward and I, I get it. I guess the you know if the pass is thrown well, it's it's a completion, and it's it's probably a first down. And uh, you know, but I just felt that was kind of risky in the middle of the field. Like keep things safe. You're up by seven, and you have a chance now to at least get down the field and potentially get in field goal range, which of course has been a you know has had been an adventure. I mean, uh, uh, Carlson, mm-hmm. Anders Carlson, is nothing like his brother Daniel. He's the younger brother. I mean, the kid missed six extra points this year and has struggled with kicks and missed. A, a key field goal that could have given him that uh, other three points, but he missed that as well. So uh, your take overall, Green Bay, San Francisco found a way to get it done. wasn't uh, wasn't pretty uh, when you lose your your go to guy as far as the guy that changes everything on the field in Debo Samuel, and you, you lose him early to that shoulder injury. It kind of, and then you're watching McCaffrey, his quad getting worked on every time they're over there on the sidelines. You're going, oh, this is, this is a chance that Green Bay could actually get this one. And uh, again, uh, San Francisco, they gutted it out. They found a way to get it done. But I think Green Bay contributed into losing that game. But San Francisco, very, very fortunate to come away with a victory at home. No, very fortunate indeed. And I think battling through those injuries, and especially Debo Samuel, we saw it during the regular season. Debo, as much as anybody, I mean, outside of Christian McCaffrey, of course, when Debo is healthy and available to the 49ers, they're a completely different team. So for me, he is the key to everything. And if he's available and ready to go against Detroit this week, then I would have a lot more confidence. But we saw it during the regular season. We saw it in this game, and he means the world to them. And so he's got to be ready. He's got to be ready to go uh, for this one. Green Bay, I know that everybody loves saying, like, this is a young team. I'm like, okay, but still, like, their key player is Aaron Jones, who is an older player who at some point is going to eventually hit the wall. He's already been battling injuries for a number of years. I understand that the Packers are a young team. The Lions are a young team. The Bears are a young team. Like, that's, it's not like the, the Packers are playing in this vacuum, like the only young team. And the only reason they were in the playoffs is because they had a, a seventh seed. Like, if it would have been the old rules with the six seeds, uh, they wouldn't have made it. They wouldn't have embarrassed the Cowboys. Who knows what the world would look like today. But in any event, congratulations to them. I don't, I don't necessarily just kiss these teams into existence of like, oh, you're on your way. Because we saw last year, you know, Jacksonville was coming off a huge playoff win, that rally against the Chargers. And then we saw what happened to them this season. And I think with a lot of these teams, like I, I understand that there's a lot of copium going on. They're trying to make themselves feel better because you blew an opportunity. But like the NFL is not a, it's not a place with a lot of sustained success unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, apparently, or the or the Patriots under Tom Brady. 
you know, you got to take advantage of your opportunities. And I think the Packers should really look at that game like we really could have won that game. And not so much because the kicker missed one and that was a tough one, but there were some missed throws. Like both of those interceptions were awful. And it was something that Jordan Love has been doing. Like Jordan Love had been playing fast and loose. And eventually it was going to, uh, to catch up to him. It's like, you know what, you're at a blackjack table and your buddy hits on – you know, 18 a couple of times, it gets away with it. I guess oh, that's a bad example because that's too risky. But, like, you know, like, eventually, like, you're locked. Like, there's a house advantage that eventually catches up. And when you're off your back foot throwing up 50-50 balls, eventually your luck is going to change. The house is eventually going to win. And we just saw it play out. So, I think they still need some things to work on. But, hey, you know what? They made it to the playoffs. My team did not. Take your victory laps, but uh, it was interesting, and we'll see. What I'm excited for these weekend, the, this weekend's game. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, yeah, they, they will look back on this and say, "Yes, we probably we should have won this game." You're right; they they gave it away. Uh, they they did get a break when Kittle dropped a pass, which he very rarely cool. does, and even then, that's when I was just like, "Oh man, this is this is not this the is, Niners' day." Happened, yeah. Yep. Now, I will say I, I will say this, though, that Brandon Ayuk is outstanding. I mean, he really is yeah. a lot better than anybody thought. A lanky kid, uh, ASU, and just ne- never thought the kid was going to be what he is. But he is tougher than nails, uh, size-wise, pound for pound. He is tough, and he'll go get him. And Jennings uh, comes up with some big plays. So I expect uh, Kittle to have a, a bigger game this week because he, uh, you know, wasn't much of an impact in uh, the the game against Green Bay. Let's go to Sunday. And the Buccaneers, again, put the scare into Detroit. And that second half got crazy. And then it looked like Detroit's got it totally under control. And then the Bucks do find a way to avoid a turnover. And they get in the end zone. And then there's this analytical bullcrap that I'm so sick of that when I see somebody go for two when they're down eight, and I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? What are you doing? Okay, so I get it in a regular season. If you're a big underdog in college football or something, and like, okay, we want to win in regulation because we don't want to go into overtime or whatever. Even in the NFL, we don't want to. But wait a minute. This is the playoffs. This is overtime. Are, are you telling me indoors that you don't feel that if you got that game into overtime tied at 31, that you would have the major advantage because you would have scored the last 14 points to put it into OT, and you've got a pretty good kicker it's indoors and even if you give up a field goal if they got the ball first you're going to have a chance to come back and get a touchdown or keep the game going with a field goal and I'm just going like what are you doing so when you miss the two-pointer to make it 31-25 so you could win it in regulation okay brainer analytical bullcrap okay whatever you don't get it. Now you need a touchdown. And then if you get that freaking touchdown, if Baker Mayfield drives you 90 yards that last drive, then you've got to get the two-pointer just to tie. It's absolutely ridiculous, Adam. Yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, whenever I work with math people, and I do, and I love it. I love the analytics of it and everything. But it's just, it just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't always translate for me, somebody was asking me over the weekend, you know, asking me about my job and analyzing football and what you kind of look at. And of course, like you do want to take an analytical approach to like, Hey, you know, like, you know, a team is vulnerable to slot receivers and CD lamb lines up in the slot 70% of the time. Like those kind of things matter. And I think that there is a definite place for analytics, but there's also a, a way of looking at like emotion of what's going on with the game, the psychological boost, 
everything like that, the risk reward, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. again, using gambling analogies, like sometimes it's just cool to take a pass line victory. We don't have to play the field or do anything like that. Like I know what the odds are telling me, but sometimes I'd just rather have the sure thing. And that's, that's one of the things ever since they, you know, they messed around with the extra point is they've really like put all this math into the game. And I don't know that it's really contributing to the enjoyment of it, although it does lead to us having these kind of conversations. So maybe they, they know, maybe the NFL did this so we would continue to talk about these baffling decisions, you know, well into the next week as we're preparing for the championship games. But I don't know. And I know that now because the 33-yard field goal isn't as automatic as before, but I was always like, take as many free points as you can get up until the point where you have to start going for two. And you know what? If you kick the extra point, and it's not, at the end of the game, if you want to go for two there, you're like, you know what? We're not going for it. We're not going to overtime. We're just going to go for the dub right now. I can get that. I can get behind that. But mm-hmm. in that instance, because I think that you really do kind of derail your team, like you've made such great strides, and you're like, all right, yeah, we're on to something. We're in this game. Yeah, we can win. We can sit here. We can make Eminem sad or whatever it is. And, you may, and then you blow the two-point conversion. You're like, ah. But it almost feels like a turnover in a sense. And it's like, I just – I don't like it. And um, I, I know that big math is going to come after me, but, like, I don't, li- I don't like it, Ken. Yeah, and I'm telling you, so whoever put together that little card that everybody's reading is the same idiot that's sitting at the anchor seat that's hitting on a 16 with the dealer showing a 6. I mean, I, I don't get it. It makes no is sense to me. Is 16? Because then you should double yeah. down. Well, yeah, if it's a soft 16, yeah, you give me an ace and a six and I'm doubling. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> but no, I come, come on, man. I, I, that's why I always play the anchor seat if I can. But uh, oh another thing God. that yeah, irritates me, me, another thing, Adam, that irritates me, though, with the NFL, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Baker Mayfield's knee is down before he gets rid of that ball. Detroit doesn't have the replay or didn't, didn't have the definitive replay, see it to where they could challenge in time. There's no need. We don't need to challenge. It was like tennis. I've watched these tennis tournaments. Finally, uh, after I, I cried and complained for years, I'm like, wait a minute. How many challenges do I have that I have to, oh, I know that serve is out or it's real close. Gosh, dang, I got a challenge. And it, you're, you get five challenges for the whole match or whatever it is, and you're trying to strategically use them. Now they have the technology. They could show us where every serve is so we know if it's in or out. So you don't have the challenge system anymore. We have the technology. It's 2024 in the NFL. I don't know. They do it in college. Wait, hold on. Looks like something's wrong. Let's buzz down to the field. Stop play. If you can't make the play defensively, definitively changed in 30 seconds, then keep it the way it is on the field. But when you have a still shot with Baker Mayfield's knee down and the ball still in his grip, then that is right there. He is down. Move that ball back 11 yards. So instead of it being third and 10, it is now third and 21. And that is a big difference. Instead of them getting, you know, a touchdown, maybe they don't get it, right? I mean, it's it's crazy. You have the technology. You've got to be able to buzz down. I understand the, you, you took out the judgment calls as far as pass interference and things like that. I get it. They did that because of that New Orleans Rams game or whatever with that hideous call. And so they tried to change it. It only worked for one. It only lasted for one year but this is something that you have a definitive still shot showing baker mayfield's knee down with the ball in his hand buzz down put the ball back where it is it's not rocket science yeah the challenge system to me i don't like at all i'm with you 
either. And I, I feel like it's going to be either one way or the other. Like we don't need the coaches having to challenge either. You do the, the booth is just doing it, you know, as they go along, like they do in college, mm-hmm. the premier league does this as well. Although with the premier league, it bothers me because sometimes it's just, it's so finite where you're like, Oh, do we really need to break it down to the, the final millisecond? Like, I don't know. I I'm, I'm actually more of a purist of like, you know what? Just play it. Like, yeah, if a referee misses one, like they miss one and you just kind of, you go on with it. It's just a way of life. You know, you think about all these great plays and um, you know, the ghost of the football, like any of these play, the Holy roller and stuff like that. Um, you know, you just, you just live with it. You know, I, I think you can live with it. Like, Oh, somebody made a mistake. I remember I was coaching, I was coaching my AYSO team. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I can see an obvious offside and you go to the referee and you're like, I think you missed that one. They're like, no, 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 I didn't miss. I'm like, oh, you know what? I go, you can miss one. Just don't lie to me. And I think that there's a human element to it. You know, players could make the, per- you know, players make mistakes. Officials make mistakes. It's okay. We don't, I don't know, like sitting there and stuff. Cause like you said, so many times you will see it. And be like, well, why aren't they calling it? Like, how many times do you see a challenge where you're like, oh, yeah, he totally caught that. And they come back and like, nah, not definitive. You're like, you know what? Just forget it then. Like, I don't even want to bother. So, for me, it's got to be all or nothing. I think the current system is not great. And I think we either got to go with what you're saying or what, what I'm saying. And I'll live with either one. But you got to make it one way or the other. You can't do this thing where you're trying to stream it down the middle. There you go. And what I'll say to that is if that is the Super Bowl – or if that is uh, Kansas City and Buffalo and that game of that magnitude. But this is Baker Mayfield and an upstart Tampa Bay team that wasn't even supposed to make the playoffs, and Detroit was supposed to win, and they're a great story, and they're at home. So, okay, you know, they're still going to be in the lead no matter what. But I'm telling you, if that's, you know, if if that's in the KC-Buffalo game and that's, Patrick Mahomes and that knee is down and, and that and forget it. You're going to hear it's going to be magnified. That's all they're going to be talking about. But nobody really talking about this because Detroit went on to win anyway. They were up by two scores when it happened. And so nobody's really looking into it, defini- you know, that, that bit, making a big deal about it except me on a Monday night. So let me take our final break. Come back. I am going to get Adam Rank's take on these two Sunday games. Baltimore at home against KC, San Francisco in Santa Clara against those upstart lines. We'll do it when we come back to wrap things up on a big Monday. It is Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, K-Dawn streaming live on that worldwide Odyssey app. Mark Hoke spinning the hits, running the show. You miss any part of the show, archives up 45 minutes after the broadcast, or just use that Odyssey Rewind feature. Live from Vegas, you're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson. We'll be right back. The words of Adam Rank's wife on occasion. Right there, little Pat Benatar as we come back on a big show Monday. Got to duck this one in there. The Hornets. Are you kidding me? Charlotte beats Minnesota in Minnesota, 128-125. Bridges had uh, 27. Uh, LaMelo Ball had 13 assists. But that's a pretty impressive win there for Charlotte winning in Minnesota. Celtics beat Dallas, 119-110. Laid the two and a half. You got that. Bulls lead the Suns by seven. Fourth quarter just underway, 90-83. Kings up 16 on the Hawks, 625 to go first half, 47-31. On the ice, 
games are finishing up. Florida did finish off Nashville four to one. Pittsburgh right now trails at Arizona three to two after two. Vancouver after one a two nothing lead over the Blackhawks. No score. Kings and San Jose just underway six minutes in there in Los Angeles. And a quick look at the scores. Kansas up six on Cincinnati in Lawrence. Eight minutes to go, 55-49. Jayhawks playing shorthanded, trying to cover that seven and a half for some of you out there that always bet on the chalk. And uh, we'll see how that pans out. Tomorrow we've got UNLV at home, the men in a coaches versus cancer game at home at Thomas and Mack against Air Force. Right now we're going to finish up strong six minutes here with uh, Adam Rank. Adam, real quick, uh, that game, uh, you know, with Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, I mean, Kansas City, they played an, a near picture perfect game. We hadn't seen that Kansas City team since, you know, last year in the uh, postseason. I mean, unbelievable how good they look. Kelsey, a couple touchdowns, and Buffalo just breaking the hearts of those mafia fans again. I mean, it's so hard to. To, to just have buddies, and we all have them. There's all, everybody knows some Buffalo Bill diehard fan that, gosh dang it, they don't even want to look at football now for the rest of the year till next year, and then you just know it's going to happen again. You don't know when, you don't know how, but you know it's going to happen, and it is just heartbreaking, but that was a great game. Yeah, there was something going around the internet today talking about how the Bills are like the mid-2000 San Diego Chargers who just kept, you know, having these heartbreaking losses year in and year out. And I think back to the season when they went 14-2 and two with Marty Schottenheimer as the head coach. Mm-hmm. The, the Chargers appeared to have put away the Patriots and Marlon McCree had intercepted Tom Brady and then was, what is it, Troy Brown comes mm-hmm. out and causes a fumble and the Patriots recover, go on to score, and then win the game. And it's just like, similarly, the Bills continue to find – ways to to lose especially to the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, the reason I bring up that Chargers experience is that you know eventually the 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 Chargers management fired Marty Schottenheimer like a a guy who went 14 and (laughs) 2 they fired him after they lost in the division round once again another heartbreaking loss and similarly you start to wonder you know Sean McDermott has run out of scapegoats Leslie Frazier was dismissed before the season started uh, they fired the offensive coordinator during the season, elevated Joe Brady. Uh, it was Ken Dorsey, of course. You wonder now, like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? I, if I'm sitting there and if I'm the Buffalo Bills and I'm like, all right, well, we got Sean McDermott, and I know that we'd have to go through the Rooney rule and everything like that, but Bill Belichick is available. And if you're the Bills ownership group, you're like, should we? Should we take a run at this? I know that. Bill Belichick has done some interviews with the Atlanta Falcons, but they're like, hey, do you want to come and mold Josh Allen? I think that the Bills should take a run at Belichick. Yeah, I don't know, man. If it didn't work out, then then they'd be, forget it, they'd all be out there with no shirts on all year long. It'd just be crazy. <laughs> and uh, I, I tell you what, it's it's tough. I root for those guys. I like Josh Allen a lot. I love his game. But I'll tell you what, Mahomes and the guys stepped up even after the Meekle-Hardman fumble there at the two-inch line that goes through the end zone for the touchback. Uh, real quick, only got about a few minutes to go here. want to get your take. Chiefs at Ravens. Looks like there's going to be uh, rain in the forecast during the game. Uh, again, unless things change, but they have it about 65% chance of rain throughout the game. Ravens minus three and a half, 44 and a half. Uh, got about a minute and a half on each game. So uh, break it down for me. Who wins this one? You know what? I think that one of the most impressive things about the Kansas City Chiefs this season has been the defense and their ability to shut down the pass. Devonta Smith, who I forget it was like, what was it, week 11? 
uh, whenever they played uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. That was the last time that a receiver has even broke 90 yards against this Chiefs team. Now, obviously, the Ravens don't have that prolific passing offense, at least not with the wide receivers. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, of course, scored, and they've got some pieces. But I think this Chiefs team defensively is much better than they've been uh, during the Patrick Mahomes era. And you know what? I think they've started to settle in now. They've they've discovered, you know, Rasheed Rice, uh, MVS actually had a clutch catch in that one. Travis Kelsey finally started holding on to the football. I would say if you have an opportunity to take the world champs in a couple of points, I don't know how you go. I don't know how you go against that one. That to me, I don't know. I I don't like saying stone cold locks. I'm not encouraging anybody to do it, but I, I would even think the chiefs win this game. So I, I really love the way that Kansas city is starting to put it together right now. There you go. And the Jerry Sneed actually gave up his first touchdown in coverage on a great pass by Josh Allen there at the uh, corner, the front corner of the end zone. All right, real quick, the, uh, the late game. San Francisco, very fortunate to get that W. If Debo Samuel's healthy, again, they list him as 50-50, which lets me feel he's 70%. There's no uh, bone damage or anything with the shoulder. So I'm expecting him to give it a go. Your take on this one, Sam Fran, minus 6.5 against Detroit. What about those Lions? Can they hang in there? Got about a minute. You know, I'm curious if the the Lions getting out of Detroit is actually going to help them. You know, the emotion and everything in that crowd was amazing. But at some point, that's it's a little overwhelming. I think that one of the things that's been great about Dan Campbell is that he's put in that Detroit against the world mentality. And I think that having a road show uh, really benefits this team. And so I – like the situation for the Lions, I think that Jared Goff is, uh, you know, much better than we've been giving him credit for over the years. I think that that it's a close game, but I, I think I'm, I'm still picking the 49ers, but I think it's going to be more of a squeaker. I think we're looking at one or two points. I like the 49ers, but to some segments of the population, they might be leaning towards the Lions, and I would agree with that as well. There you go, and it is up to seven everywhere here in Vegas now, so you can get the Lions and a full touchdown. Adam Rank says take the Lions and the points, take the Chiefs. They'll probably win outright at Adam Rank. Follow him on X. We'll get him again when we can. Can't wait to get him on Radio Row here in Vegas. Going to do it for us yeah, on a big show there. Monday. I know, looking forward to it, baby. Till tomorrow on a fat Tuesday, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM Don Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Archives up in about 45 minutes, folks. It's been a good show. Thanks to producer Mark Hoke. God bless. Have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.